Welcome to IEP Live with Courtney and Markeisha. Today's topic, we're going to be talking travel. When you have kids, multiple kids, and especially if your child has a disability. Hey, Courtney. Hey, how are you? I'm on location. Actually, I'm actually traveling. <laughs> I know it fits so perfect. You're traveling. We're talking about traveling. It will be fresh in your mind, all the tips. Very fresh in my mind. <laughs> we are here in... Um, and at Generations of Riviera Maya. So yes, the tips are, are, are fresh in my mind. <laughs> so we wanted to first acknowledge that travel is not, um, it's not, what do I want to say? There's lots of misconceptions out there when you have a child that has a disability. Um, it might've been everyone's norm or, or uh, followers norms out there, families, excuse me, guys, I'm so sorry, not followers, families, norms out there. And then maybe when they got the diagnosis, they were like, there's no way that we are going to be able to travel like we used to. Um, right. There's it feels just no overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, it feels overwhelming. And a lot of times, quite honestly, this is what it was like for me and a lot of other families that I help is it's very overwhelming that diagnosis and trying to, I call it finding your, your feeding, you know, not feeding, but finding being grounded and feeling like you're in a new normal because what life was like and what you were doing, um, it might be so different that it takes you a little bit to find your, your footing. That was what I was going for earlier. Mm -hmm. And so that's normal. That's yeah. really normal. And what I want, what I want to encourage our families to do is to, is that something that's part of your family culture? And that's like something that you really enjoy and it brings you happiness. Then we want to find a way, we want to encourage you to find a way back to experiencing some of those things that you experienced before that brought you and your partner so much joy. And so we want to acknowledge that it's hard sometimes, yeah. and we're going to give you some tips that have really helped us. Um, as moms going from being a, a married couple and then having a child with a disability and how did we get back to traveling and so that's what we're going to talk about today right and it was for us for me for our family there was we were a family of five for those of you, and then we became a family of six and we did have to jump right into it because we adopted Josiah and we did not know that he was autistic and so we went on our family, our normal family vacation. He was only in our home maybe three months, and we went, we went on vacation, and we found out real fast. <laughs> and he eloped, and he had meltdowns, and we didn't have anything in place. So I understand um, a lot of parents that could be out there like, what if he, what if all the what if he's happened on that vacation? And I can tell you that. My kids were younger at that time. Um, we call them the OG3, and they were like, this is the worst vacation <laughs> ever because, you know, there was a lot we, we didn't know, and so we didn't prepare the way that we do now. And then, of course, Josiah is a little bit older now, and he, he we know and we know how to prepare, but that does happen. And like you said, I like the word that you use. It's our family um, culture, and it's something that we decided that we're going to continue to um, do. And so we've made different types of accommodations nowadays. Right. Right. So now you had a plan. So you, sometimes you get thrown into it or sometimes like you've been going along and 
this has been working and your child loves being in the car. And then one day you, your child does not love being in the car. Sometimes we get surprised with our, our children's changes in needs or what they liked and now they don't like. So that's normal too. And so just, that's just parenthood. And so jumping into it and, and for our family, our daughter has um, a physical disability, medical um, situations. And so thinking about traveling with her, the type of accommodations, and we were worried a lot about her medical stuff for a long time mm -hmm. too. And so we, we're gonna go over the tips we do and how we do it now. My family, we do road trips, we do epic road trips. We do some flying. And for our daughter, that looks different because of her physical needs and being needs to be pamp, um, changed and having still wearing a diaper. And so there's different struggles that we have because of that. And so we're going to kind of share both sides of that, you know, air travel and, you know, road trips and how right. you kind of <laughs> do it. Right. So our first tip was to start local and start small. Um, yes. Something that you can leave if you need to leave, <laughs> you know, yes. start with a, a sample, if you will, of what you're going to go. And if it's not working out, you can, you can leave. And so that's leave. important too. You don't want to take your first road trip or your thing and, and invest a lot of money and then you have to leave. So, you know, right. that's really important. You don't have a way out. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be, I was just, I was just thinking about this. It could be to a friend's house and you can, set up there it could be to the backyard in a tent well i'm in california so we yeah have, we have nice weather so maybe i'm just speaking to the california in me but i'm thinking a tent or maybe a living room or a, someone else's home or something like that and just try it overnight somewhere else the local hotel can right. work out too just because all process, of that the driving process the kids love and when you're doing um you know, sleeping out on the trampoline, the kids love that, you know, That's depending. And so any of those are creating that experience. And so what mm -hmm. a lot of our kids struggle with is unfamiliar, you know, environments, noises, sounds, and not knowing what to expect. And so that right. kind of can throw them, throw them off. And so recreating that is really important. And you right. can do that. And your kids will remember it. That's the cool part is, Sometimes we, we still take the epic trips because we want them and yes. they're fun. But don't underestimate just making a backyard camping experience and test driving it and putting up the tent and all that. Your kids will remember that. Um, mm -hmm. One time, we, we, we live in Arizona, so it's super hot here. We put a portable pool in the back of my husband's truck and we went to the drive-in. And the kids got to swim and watch a movie. They still talk about it. This is like five years ago. And so they just love it. So those types of things your kids will remember. Right. I and love it. Time. Thinking outside of the box. Yep. Just the process of packing something up and doing something different and working out the kinks locally can have you see it. Oh, okay. Well, that could be, um, that could be a little issue there that we can work out before we try something, maybe right. something bigger. Yeah. So yeah. think about what your child needs. What are some of the things that, you know, I call them triggers or things that give them a lot of anxiety or could cause a meltdown or that. And so think about that for your child and then what would they need? And that's what you're going to kind of include in your experience is right. a little sample of the unfamiliar that might throw them off. Right. Right. And another thing is the, the, the beauty of YouTube 
<laughs> is that you can find so many places, everything pretty much on YouTube um, to give you a sample of what places look like to familiar, familiarize, I can't talk, familiarize <laughs> yourself on what different places look like, kind of like, like you're there. Mm -hmm. um, to take some of that anxiety away about where we're going, what's it going to look like um, when we get there. And that right. has helped. That has helped a lot. Um, being able to visualize what this new place and what this new experience is going to be where we're going. That's, that's been helpful um, for us and many um, families that I work with also. Right. So just taking that, like if you're going to go to a theme park and looking at some of the rides, talking about the rides, what ride do you think you would like? Do you want to get wet? Do you want to stay dry? Do you want to go upside down? And so YouTube's awesome for that because you can give them that sneak peek through video where they're actually seeing it and kind of experiencing it. And then another tip that we use, um, for my daughter is creating visuals and mm -hmm. um, we're actually going to make one for you guys Yay. where you can um, download some visuals. So what I'm going to put on there is some for traveling, different types of travel, camping, theme parks, a little sample of what I would think most families go on for a trip. They're going to be on there. And even if you don't end up using the visuals that um, we provided, you can kind of get a sense of you can go to Google and download an image and take that real picture of that and maybe some stops between here and grandma's house. And where are mm -hmm. you going to stop and kind of create that time? Because that's one thing kids, a lot of kids struggle with is like, well, how much time are we going to be in right. the car? How long right. till we get there? And so creating those we're going to eat here and then we're going to stop here and then we'll be to grandma's house. And so right. that's really helped my son and daughter is giving some visual supports and it comes back to creating that plan. So you're going to start local and small, then you're going to come yeah. up with your plan. And so that's kind of the supports that worked really well for both of our families is that YouTube or visual support to come up with the plan. And then you're going to go to execution and you're going to give it a try. Yes. And um, be okay if it doesn't go great. There's sometimes mm. that we think it's going to be great and we've yes. planned this awesome day. And then, you know, my daughter's name is Hannah and she doesn't sleep. She just decided mm -hmm. she's not going to sleep and she's going to get up at two in the morning. Yep. And so kind of that execution and still the plan is planning for and being okay with it not being perfect. Right. And yes. sometimes we have to split up. So right. um, sometimes my husband will take two of the kids and they'll go do something and I'll stay back with our daughter because she just needs a break and to be, you know, just at yeah. home at hotel or whatever, kind of relaxing and be, a, that's normal. I, yeah. every family that I know that has a child um, with a disability, sometimes you have to split up for lots of different yeah. reasons, accessibility, right they're tired. You just know they're already um, had kind of a morning and you're like, if we push them, we're just going to ruin the whole day by trying right. to get them to go to um, the theme park this morning, you know, yes. or go for the morning hike or whatever. They're not going to do it. Right. Right. And we and see a lot okay. of, and, and, and it is okay. And I think um, 
just talking about, I know I've talked to a lot of parents and I'm sure you've seen in a lot of groups too, that parents feel bad because, um, or guilty because they're splitting up and I don't get to, you know, they're not getting to experience what the other kids are getting to experience. But for example, today I was sharing with Courtney that Josiah stayed inside all day today. He didn't swim. He did go to lunch. Don't worry guys. He did eat. He did go to lunch with us, but he didn't swim. He didn't do the cooking activity and play basketball. He did nothing. He said it was the best day ever. He was totally fine. Like sometimes we are like, oh no, they're mi- they're gonna miss out and they're not getting to do what their siblings doing, and they're like, fine. You yeah, know, I didn't want to do what they were doing. Right? I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I was fine. He was like, I'm good. I'm gonna sit here by myself with my iPad, and that's what he needed for you know for the day. So, um, it, yeah, that's good. Okay. And, and and for us, it's accessibility a lot of times too. So sometimes mm-hmm. our our other kids want to do something that's just not wheelchair accessible or friendly and mm-hmm. we try as much as possible always our goal is to do things as a family but sometimes like we were in uh, rocky point mexico and the kids wanted to go horseback riding that's mm-hmm. just not something our daughter can do so craig went and did something hannah likes eating they went to a special <laughs> like they went to a restaurant and got with treats, right <laughs> and we went and went horseback riding and we had fun and she had fun Mm -hmm. and the kids got to make memories. And I think so sometimes we have to find that balance between what do some of our other children need? And then what does our child that may need a sensory break need? And both their needs are important. And like you said, sometimes it's our vision of what we thought the trip would look like when they were perfectly content to yes. just have a down day where he's mm-hmm. just hanging out on his iPad and regrouping, you know, and just right. kind of letting his sensory system yep. calm down a little bit and not have that expectation. Yep. And so um, I did want to acknowledge one thing too, is our daughter has um, some complex medical needs. And so when we first started out with some road trips, we were really nervous because we were like, mm-hmm. we never left the state and mm-hmm. what if something happened? So what my husband did was he found a route and he found a route that had children's hospitals along the way. Mm. So he was kind of, he was catering to me because I was the most nervous about it. And so he said, you know what, we're going to never be more than X amount of minutes from a hospital. Mm -hmm. And so we started out with that and that made me realize that, you know, she was safe. We, we got going with it and I realized the likelihood that it could happen anywhere at home, any place we go, something could happen. And so we got going with it. We still look at where facilities are for her. So we're aware of it. We have to pack her, um, be very careful with how much thick enough we're bringing her special thing we put into her drinks because that's not sold like anywhere. And then um, her size of of diapers. and, and, And that's something that, we have to plan for because you can't just go to right. the local store and pick up um, adult uh, size of that. So there's some planning there, but it's mm-hmm. it, you can do it. You can mm-hmm. do it. And um, a lot of the airports are coming along with doing universal changing tables. So you can look at what airports have those if mm-hmm. your child has that need. Um, and then getting creative with where we kind of change our on the road trips um, can get can get interesting but it's like sure it's interesting do. when we go to the park too right. um, because there's 
a lot of uh, you know bathroom facilities aren't designed for for her yet. We're working on it. But we're gonna, I would say we're gonna be we're gonna be getting some of you guys in on those universal changing. We're gonna have a cause. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a mission. We're gonna have a whole yeah. We'll that. we'll do a podcast about that because yeah. California and Arizona are two states that have um, laws in place to be putting in universal changing tables um, more accessibly in the community. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of parents are like speaking out about it now and really saying, hey, this is needed and really helping um, state and federal laws say, hey, you need to catch up. This is it's like, important. this is a need. So, um, you know, we can put that in the show notes too. We have a um, website that has a pin on where all the universal tables are that we found and so we keep track of it and people can send us an email and say hey i found a universal changing table here and then we add it to the map so that families can kind of plan out and know yes. where there's where there's one and uh iowa just passed a law to put them in all of the rest areas so it is coming uh, changes are coming and it is possible um for that so that I just wanted to point that out because I think a lot of times they're real things. These are real yes. roadblocks that other families don't have to deal with. Right. And, and we do, but showing that it's possible and kind of giving a hint of how we do it and how we make it work. And we, we bring a little, uh, you know, those little tents you set up on the beach for when the kids are little and they need to mm -hmm. take like a little nap and you just mm -hmm. pop them up like yeah. super quick. Mm -hmm. That's what we bring on our road trips for Hannah and then we would um, lay her down in there so it's clean and we have like a little yoga mat and then we zip it so she has privacy mm -hmm. and then we quick take it down you See, know it's those we, little tips yeah I sometimes not known that tip because <laughs> I've never had to use that tip but there's a family out there that's like aha it's yeah those tips. and so it's doable and you can get creative and we have a lot of fun and um so we'll have to, you have a travel channel too, right? Yeah, yeah, fun therapy travel. Um, but it's those in our, and we both travel, our families both travel, but we travel, we we have, ugh, I can't talk today. That's because I'm on location. That's right. We travel differently. So we would have different yeah. travel tips. So right. that's why it's so cool um, that we, you know, are sharing this. You're doing the all-inclusive right i am right now it's yeah. it's all inclusive vacation round and i actually traveled with um markeisha last april and <laughs> i did. never i never knew about the all-inclusive life i didn't even know how to handle that i was like what do you mean it's included i was i was blown away because we do a lot of road trips and we've done that um people say oh you love to drive i'm like i don't know if i love to drive i've learned to love to drive because Flying um, in a lot of ways is harder with mm -hmm. Hannah's wheelchair. And, and now that some of the airports are putting in the universal changing tables, that's changing the conversation because now right. I have a place to change her at the airport. Um, but we started traveling out of the fact that we could control our environment. And mm -hmm. so we could control the stops. And if she was loud or she was having a bad day, we were only us in the car, not on right. an airplane. And so um, we've worked up to the airplane. So now we're back to she can go on the airplane. But we had to kind of take a break from the airplanes because she was not doing well on the airplane. Mm -hmm. um, 
but we're planning to go to Costa Rica. So she's going on a plane and she's gonna, she's gonna have fun. And so we worked up to that. And so I think that kind of brings us full circle of like, yes. you know, we started small, we, then we worked up to these pretty epic road trips and right. she's gotten used to sleeping in different environments and dealing with some different things. And she's learned to adapt and enjoy it. So now we're like, okay, now we can try the plane because now she can sit up a little bit better. She had a right. hard time sitting up. There's this accessibility of the changing tables in the airports, which is helping us be able to do that. And so, yeah, I just had that thought. I was like, why did we start with road trips? And then I remember it was because we had a, a plane ride where Hannah um, almost, almost brought down that, you know, we just, she was just melting down. She was having such a hard time. And luckily the people um, around us were really understanding, but she just had a full meltdown on the plane because yeah. that her ears, it couldn't right. pop and, mm -hmm. um, and she's non speaking. So she couldn't mm -hmm. really express that to us. Right. And so that, that ended up being a really hard um, plane ride. And the point is to not give up. If it's something that you want and you feel like your child would enjoy and like your family wants to do it, the thing is don't give up because right. just because it didn't work one time doesn't mean it's never going to work on a plane, right. you know? And so working up and helping them have those coping skills and the knowing what to expect and knowing what a plane feels like, then the next time that plane ride is going to be better and the trip will be even, right. even, even better. Even if it is a plane, then even a smaller trip on the plane. So maybe right. to Cancun. But right. Something that's a smaller, a smaller flight. California to, yeah, a smaller flight. California right. to Arizona. Right. That's like, that's like 20 smaller. minutes, you know, <laughs> right. like, you spend more time getting through security. Right. That's a really good point. Start with that short plane ride so they can get the takeoff, the landing, the ears, talk about it. And then if you did a longer flight, then you would know what things they liked on the flight, what things didn't work for them in their little to go bag. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, thanks well, for joining um, yeah. on, on your vacation and giving us some valuable tips for our families on travel and how you make it work yes and we want you guys to know that we are in this with you we are mamas um in this with you too and we're not saying to you know go out there we've experienced all the things between the both of us i'm 99 percent that we've experienced a lot of things between the both of us we just want you to um be in partnership with you guys too and um, yeah, help you along the way. And we're both active on Instagram and they can leave us a DM about a question or a topic right. because we really wanna make this podcast um, informative, helpful and relatable of mm -hmm. we are really in the trenches doing it. And we've had those hard times where um, people are staring at us. They're not understanding what's happening right. and you feel alone. And right. what we wanted in this is to include every parent and to have every parent know that there's hope that things are possible and have tips and strategies to make it easier because it can be very lonely. I know there's a, there's a lot of years where it was very lonely for me and my family because 
we just didn't reach out or the social media wasn't like it is and podcasts and the things like that weren't quite what they are now when Hannah was little. And so knowing how it can be, I really want to help families know that they can get back to some of the things they enjoyed. They might look a little different, but they can still be fun and how to make it happen. So we're, this will be not the last podcast about travel. No. <laughs> um, just the first one. And so yes. you can download those visuals, send us your questions and we can pop Please back do. on and yep. give you even more details. Like if you want to be like, I want all the details on this, then let us know. And we'll, right. we'll give you the details. You're a road tripper or a, we're very good with getting back to you. Um, and we want it, we want this to podcast to be about you. So let us know what you are looking for. And we, and we're not too proud to say we don't know everything. We know a lot of things, but not everything. But we are good about finding out the info. Right. Very good. Re we're very good at researching. So yeah, we're know. researchers for sure. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys okay. in two we'll weeks. See you guys later. I'm back okay. to the, oh no, the, the beach, right? Gotta find the kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.